is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. The Meat Improv! Hello and welcome to The Meat Improv with Josh Simpson, that's me, and Mr. Jake Jabor. That's me. That could be our signature sign-on. We did it. We finally figured it out. Welcome to The Meat Improv. This is the show where we get our guests to come on and tell us meaty stories or talk about meaty topics, and then we do improv off of those stories, topics, discussions, etc. Today is a very special show because we have two of our teammates on. Mm -hmm. That's right. Today is the putty edition of The Meat (laughs) Improv Podcast. Putty, of course, is myself, Jake, Mr. Waylon McQueen. Say hi, Waylon, please. Hi. They're nice, <laughs> electrifying uh, performers. And Clay Larson. Go ahead. Hello. Awesome. Uh, I, told, uh, I, I keep insisting that we're not in an NPR studio, <laughs> that we are in my kitchen, on my kitchen, yeah, my kitchen table, but these guys... Enough her break with Lakshmi Singh. No. <laughs> Please, I, again, you can't keep cutting to commercials. Do we not have Lakshmi? <laughs> Well, we're not going to cut to commercials because we're actually in a pledge drive right now. So. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, eventually, we'll probably will have to do something <laughs> yeah. like a pledge drive just so Jake can keep affording these Domino's pizzas he delivers like yeah. a hero every, oh, t- every podcast. Yeah. Lukewarm. <laughs> I'm not I'm yeah. complaining about free, a free pizza. <laughs> I'm oh. just surprised that as long as it took Jake to park that there wasn't a piece missing. Oh, God. <laughs> I was going to do it, too. I was gonna, you have no idea that Will Parrot took me not to eat. I was like, they'll... They will skewer me if I come in. <laughs> yeah, right. There was, there was no pizza missing. I didn't get a good look at the box of chicken things. I didn't do it either. I was so close, though. <laughs> I was so close to eating both. I was like, that's not weird, right? And then I was like, that's exactly something that would get me just ridiculed. You get it anyway. Yeah, I know. I should have eaten the fucking pizza. I will say, I also, I didn't even think about this until we started talking, but you texted us all asking, do we want chicken or pizza? I got both. And you got both. You know what? You know what? Jake's vote was was for chicken. Uh, I like chicken. I almost went cheesy bread, but the crust is pretty good on Domino's. I love cheesy bread. No, I'm, again, I'm going to complain about the free stuff you brought us. <laughs> this is turning into our our good friend, <laughs> Nick and Mike's The Doughboys. <laughs> um, great. So we're going to get into some meaty stories. Uh, I guess we'll check in on your week. How, Wayland, how's, how are the Royals doing? Uh, to wrestle Wayland's phone away from him so he can stop watching the live broadcast of the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, Royals Mariners is on right now, so you can figure out when this is recorded. Uh the Royals are on a losing streak that has got swept by the Angels, but the Cubs are hotter than ever. Yep. And I'm a dual fan, so they won today, 6 1. They're You're great. a cheater, dude. I'm not a cheater. I've been you Cubs and be Royals. Dual you can fan. in you baseball. Have one over the other no, side. you can't. Who, oh, Cubs who, over Royals. Cubs over yeah. Royals, okay. But I, until they meet. Notice a Royals hat. He's the Royals are playing right now. The Cubs <laughs> played earlier today. So you carry two hats in your car? Yeah, I have two hats. <laughs> So you feel Switching like back and forth. <laughs> you feel like you can only be fans of two teams in baseball, but not other sports. Yeah, is that what you said. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because uh, until I need you to unpack the late ninety until the late nineties, American League and National League never played each other except for the World Series. So it's like two different leagues. So having one a fan of each team in league isn't that weird. They started playing in a league, but it's still not that important. But like in basketball, they play more games against their conference, but it's. Too intermingled, I feel like, to, to pull off. So I think it's fair to have one AL team and one NL team. 
So you can cut that all out, right? Yeah, you can say mm-hmm. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm spreading that uh, all huge over. Huge baseball audience for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I'll also forgive you coming from Iowa. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. I'm from Iowa, too. It's not like I'm from Chicago. And I'm like, I like the Royals, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never been able to, I guess my equivalent to that is I, I do pull for the Dodgers, even though I'm technically a Brewers fan. But I don't also. It's nationally national. But that also comes from me not really giving a shit about baseball. Yeah. Uh, More just me like I go to more Dodger games, so I'm not going to be there like (laughs) go Brewers. (laughs) They're playing the Reds. Uh, (laughs) Root for the Brewers. The Brewers aren't playing. Still root for the Brewers. (laughs) Letting everybody know. Invincible was on last night. You guys know that movie? The football one. (laughs) Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, Uh, And Elizabeth Banks is like his. Love interest, I think. I haven't really seen it, but she like shows up to a game dressed in like the opposing teams. Uh, she's like not a fan of the Eagles or whatever, and like all these men are like just booing her, which isn't. I understand that people get booed for wearing the other sports things, but Elizabeth, like, I just don't see a bunch of guys booing Elizabeth Banks <laughs> at, like, a baseball game what, or a football game. I don't know uh, yeah, what Philly the sport fans. was. You've yeah, never yeah. been to Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia fans. <laughs> they suck. They have a jail in their football stadium. What? They have a little jail underneath. They booed Santa, and they booed... <laughs> 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 uh, what a pull! And one, one time they did an Easter egg hunt uh, on the what? field in Philadelphia, and the kids weren't finding the eggs fast enough, so they booed the kids. <laughs> Philadelphia fans are notoriously so, terrible. Yeah, boy, I really picked like a movie goof that didn't really. Uh, no, they booed Santa. <laughs> we cut to the Philadelphia football field. Uh, hey guys, uh, game's over. All right, I know Eagles lost. I know you're still upset, but uh, these guys are just cleaning up the stadium. You don't need to weigh in or harass these guys, okay? Oh, he's using a that broom only has three inches of bristle. Nice, yeah, yeah man. Nice, more bristle, bro. Where do you guys keep getting these beers from, by the way? <laughs> we, the, we stopped selling in the middle of the, the third quarter. We bought a lot in the third quarter. We stashed them around the <laughs> yeah. stadium. Guys, I gotta get you out of here. All right. Uh, boo. No. Yeah. Boo. Boo. Of course, uh, I get it. But please, we need uh, just pe- finish your beers. Oh God, how are you gonna finish? You have the whole row of the whole row in front of you. I can finish. A, you say I can't finish a row. Oh, boo. 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 I can finish a row any amount of time. Name a time. Uh, well, how about thirty seconds? Because you got to get out of the Great. stadium. <laughs> oh, jeez, he's spilling everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are wave. Do you guys not know how to cheer? <laughs> okay, you don't say wave. <laughs> the, the, really got, I want to point that out for a second. You got really flummoxed when you were supposed to be cheering for something. I only know how to. I only know how to boo and jeer. All right. Okay, well, let me show you this. Here's 20 bucks. Boo. Boo. All right, fine. I'm Boo, it. Andrew oh, Jackson. Wait. And Boo. Harriet Tubman. <laughs> is that a new one? Whoa. Yeah, what? Boo. what? Boo. That's not very PC to boo Harriet hey, Tubman. Hey, if she's on the 20, I'm booing her. <laughs> boo jeering Harriet Tubman. No, boo using the word boo jeering. You. Boo. Boo. You. Boo. Boo to my friends not getting along. Boo. Boo. He's been on his friends. He's been way over 30 seconds. I drank. I already drank them all. Oh, <laughs> boo! You're gonna go the entire way down the line. Boo! We're not leaving. You have to leave. We have nowhere to go. What do you mean you have nowhere to go? You don't have. A, how'd you get into the game? You don't have a job. You didn't pay for your tickets. 
boo. <laughs> I'm asking a question. Is that a, is that a boo or a yay answer? It's a yes or no. So you don't have a job? Is boo no now? Boo? He's nodding. Boo. All right, guys. Um, I don't, I'm stuck. I can't get out of this. Out I'm of addicted this. to booing. Oh, I thought boo you to my dogmatic personality. <laughs> boo. All right. Well, I have someone who can help you with that. Security. Boo. Boo. Three security guards come down the <laughs> stairs. They grab these guys easily <laughs> by their arms ah, and start yeah, dragging them go. out. Ah, yeah. Come on, my beers. <laughs> <laughs> They're still all drinking their beers. <laughs> <laughs> they get thrown out in front of Eagles Field or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> so they've, onto their bellies, they still have half beers in each hand. All right, all aboard the shuttle back to the area by the Rocky statue. Oh, a shuttle. Not too good to just have a bus, huh? Boo. Boo. Okay, okay but do you guys want to ride? Boo. Boo that old-timey shuttle voice. It's my real voice, okay? <laughs> it's just how I talk. Now, if you're going to make fun of me for something I can't help, then uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. You have to have helium somewhere in there that you're just sucking down. You ever heard someone who sucked in helium? Doesn't sound like this. It sounds more up here like this. <laughs> oh, there it is. That's there it. Is, helium. There it is. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you did have some in there. You obviously had some. Well, no, I was doing my impression. Boo, I have two helium. Voices I can do. Hydrogen forever. Boo, helium. Hydrogen. Now, listen, boys. I got to get this bus going because that there's a crowd by the Rocky Stadium waiting to go over by the uh, famous uh, Liberty Bell. So I got to keep my shuttle on time. You in or are you out? All right. All apart. <laughs> See you later. Uh, this shuttle leaves and goes off into distance as these three just boo it <laughs> as it drives away. <laughs> we see their three faces. Uh, they become posterized uh, and put up onto the a banner that now hangs in the Philadelphia Eagles sports <laughs> stadium, which says, Don't be like these assholes. Uh, they booed themselves till they starved to death. <laughs> And that banner was the most booed banner in the United States <laughs> three years running. I'm uh, nothing like playing a Philly sports fan. I'll yeah. tell you from experience, the worst. The worst. When I went to school at Syracuse, we had New York fans, Red Sox, Boston fans, and Philly fans. So it was like a hodgepodge of all the worst fans in America <laughs> coming together to root for one uh, team. It's like the only time I've ever felt like I've been rooting for the Yankees is when I root for the Syracuse. <laughs> it was like, yeah. <laughs> um, but Philly fans, like, they, they, we had some on our floor, and they would, like, get so hammered during Eagles games. And, like, when their team scored a touchdown, and, like, didn't matter if it was a Sunday, a Monday, whenever they were playing, they would go out into the hall and go, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! And they had some huge chant, and it was like, dude, no one cares. <laughs> None of the rest of us are Eagles fans. Like, just having, like, it was, like, militaristic or something. Anyway... Enough about me. Hello, Philadelphia. Jake and I'd still love to come to your town. <laughs> Teaching workshop, doing a wonderful show you could boo us off of. Um, anyway, but let's get into this. Uh, we're going to talk about some meaty stories. So let's get on into it. Clay, you're up first. Uh, I'm going to do a brief introduction to your story. Okay. Um, I, was, I knew you well during this story. Uh, in fact, That's I might true. say we're pretty close during this part of, uh, of your life or our lives, and mm-hmm. still are, I guess. But uh, <laughs> uh, I remember yeah, this oh my pretty God, well. Are we not close anymore? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
shoot. Um, anyways, so your story is about sort of what you describe as an existential crisis, mm-hmm. or what I thought of at the time as a sabbatical. Mm-hmm. Clay having some me time, but. Yeah. Uh, Paint a picture for us. How long ago was this? I think certain people also just thought of it as, oh, Clay's losing his shit (laughs) time. Um, So this was in my mid to late 20s. This would have been around, I think, 2010. Uh, And uh, I had been doing improv at UCB, where we all do stuff or did stuff at, for a while. (laughs) and in case I feel like most people listening to this are probably going to be fully familiar with the whole process there, but like I had gotten taken off either my fourth or fifth Herald team, uh-huh. um, and I also just had been having not a great summer in general. I was single. I didn't have a lot going on, uh, and then I got taken off this team, which um, Josh, you definitely knew. I think at this time that like improv was really my main creative focus. Like uh-huh. I, and this is, I would not advocate this route, but I also wasn't like, I wasn't writing anything. I wasn't, uh, at the time I wasn't shooting mm-hmm. or DPing things very much or stuff like that. Uh, and it was just like really tied up into what I would consider my identity. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was like, that was what I did. Uh, and I kind of just was like, having a rough summer and I can't I honestly can't remember what exactly was like what kicked it off but I was getting more and more anxious uh, about the situation I was in and not doing much and I decided uh, at a certain point that I needed to take a break from everything mm-hmm. um, basically everything in my life as a sum total um, and I remember thinking Part of the reason I came to this conclusion was uh, getting taken off this team again and once again not having that outlet at the theater was something that was very scary to me. And I think because it had happened to me so many times, uh-huh. uh, it's, you know, when something, like you want something very badly and, like, you come close and you don't get it. You come close and you, you know all of a sudden aren't, do, aren't doing it again. Uh-huh. Uh, it it feels like there's an element of like, fuck, maybe I'm just not going to do this. And mm-hmm. when it's that tied up into your identity, uh, we were talking beforehand, I actually looked it up on Wikipedia because I wanted to make sure I was not misremembering it. Uh, but that is pretty much the textbook definition of existential despair the, the uh, wikipedia definition yes <laughs> of existential uh, despair <laughs> yeah no it's like when you when someone ties something to their idea of their self their idea of their being and then they lose the ability to have that or be that uh thing mm-hmm. um and at the time it just it felt so definitive that i wasn't doing improv on a house team at that theater anymore uh that it was really freaking me out and most of my social group as josh knows is also involved with that and this is where i feel like a lot of things in this story uh (laughs) in thinking back on it preparing for this i was thinking about it in terms of oh fuck so much of this makes me sound like either crazy or just very first world problem Uh uh-huh uh that's all right. But yeah, like, but like everyone has problems. 
yeah, problems yeah. are relative. Like, you're going to find a problem totally. where you are. But something that was really freaking me out at the time was the fact that I, so many of my friendships and social group were based around the performance uh, of improv at UCB. Uh, that part of the reason I think uh, this got spurned to take this break was I felt like, fuck, I need to make sure that I can, I'm, I need to reassure myself that I'm okay without all of this. Uh-huh. That, like, I'm not going to, you know, in 10 years, if I really am not doing improv or this thing that was such a top part of my identity anymore, if this totally disappears and I lose contact with all these people, I need to remind myself that I'm going to be okay, that I can deal with that. Um, and I had this idea of I need to take the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to basically disappear for a month. Yeah. Uh, and I... I want to know where you went. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I sent an email to... Jo- at the time, Josh and I were on this big email chain of a lot of our friends. And in what was probably like made a bigger thing of it than it would have otherwise. Because if I had just disappeared for a month i think people like a few weeks in would have been like i haven't seen clay in a while mm-hmm. but i sent an email to all the people <laughs> saying hey i have been having a rough summer i need to take a break please don't try to contact me i will not be answering my phone i will not be responding to emails and basically just put my foot down and made a statement that hey i am disappearing mm-hmm. and understandably because those people were friends and are friends uh, some people were a little worried. Uh, some people took it in stride. Um, but yeah, I feel a little bad in retrospect <laughs> in that like there were people who tried to contact me and check that I was okay. And I tend to, when I have an idea like that, sometimes I get a little tunnel vision and like get very like, nope, this was my idea. I have to do this. Uh-huh. And I did not. Uh, our friends Berg and Drew, at one point, I know they showed up on the doorstep of my apartment and waited outside there for me, for me to come home. And I can't remember how, but somehow I knew they were doing it. And so I specifically went and ran errands and didn't come home because of that aspect of like, no, I can't run into them. I can't, I set this parameter for myself of like cutting myself off. I can't do it. Uh, So it was a little weird thing of like hiding out in town. Yeah, um, you weren't in town the whole time, though, right? No, I wasn't in town the whole time. I so part of the so the first aspect of this existential crisis was cutting myself off from my entire support circle. <laughs> uh, you know, very healthy. Uh, also, I should say at the time I was not on anxiety medication and had never gone to therapy, both of which I do now. Uh, so, you know, this was me flying in the wind dealing with this <laughs> yeah. stuff. Um, but so the first part was cutting off myself from everybody. And the second part was I had had a big list of things that I had been so focused on uh, improv and, like, you know, auditioning for acting stuff and stuff like that, that, like, I had this big list of things that was one of those, like, oh, I'm going to do this eventually type thing, or I should do this. And I just, you know, I think, feel like we all have those lists and they keep getting longer. And so I used, said, this month I'm going to reconnect with some of these things I either used to love in college or would like to do in the future. I think, excuse me, uh, I think as a, uh, another way to like, okay, 
so much of my identity at the time was tied up in like, oh, I got to perform improv uh-huh. all the time uh, to try and remind myself, no, I can do these other things too. And so, let's see, some of the stuff I did, the I... The tape art. I did the tape art. Yeah, uh, which is, was, uh, if you've ever it? been backstage at UCB Franklin, that's the, the fingers that make That was UCB. you? <clears throat> oh, you didn't know that? No. Yeah. I didn't know that either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crazy. There's, uh, I got interested in, there oh, was oh. an artist in Australia <laughs> who was doing Whoa. basically graffiti with masking tape instead of paint. Uh-huh. Um, and he would make very geometric designs, and I got interested in him. And so, I don't know if you guys, you even knew this, Josh. Uh, I actually went out at like midnight or later, like in the middle of the night a few times, and did some of that tape art like, like the in, Rose, in right? the streets. Like, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, there, was a, uh, there was a big, I forget the name of the store. It's gone now. It, but on near Melrose and Fairfax, there was a store that on their back wall, they had this huge black basically canvas there was nothing else on it It was like freshly painted it was pure black and i got some uh neon green like painter's tape Uh and i made a big i don't know if any of you guys remember this but in the 80s they would have these arcade games they used vector graphics that looked like if you imagine just green lines making like 3d boxes on a black field i one of those games was called uh battle tech or battle i forget the name of the game but i basically made a scene from that game out of green painter's tape on this black wall uh which was pretty cool yeah that was cool i thought that that being like a cool thing yeah uh that business instead of just taking the tape off painted over it (laughs) (laughs) which meant that that's the dumbest thing it was so uh... dumb because then also not only did they paint over it one the tape is raised so you could still see like, you could make it out even though it was all black. You could make out, like, the raised tape lines. And then when they took the tape off... It did the same thing. It did the same thing. permanent. Oh, that was so funny. It was... It was... And this was a place that was fairly close to my apartment at the time, so I walked by there all the time, and I always laughed because I was like, I specifically did this uh, because... Partly because, like, well, it's not permanent. It's not in the off chance I would, like, get stopped by a cop or something... You like know, it's I'm tape. Not, yeah, it's tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they made it more permanent than I ever could have. <laughs> uh, but like, so I did that. Is it still there? Uh, no, it's gone now. Okay. Um, but I did that. Which, but to finish that story, that ended up because I had that experience at a New Year's party late later when I was back uh, at UCB. I created this big tape art thing on one of the backstage areas of UCB of hands making the U, C, and B yeah. symbols. That's cool. It's still uh, there. It's great. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know. Um, yeah, I, didn't know. I can't believe that's still up there. Um, but uh, So cool. I did that. I took some painting classes. I went out. I took a camping trip alone to uh, the Grand Canyon. Uh-huh. I also went, took a camping trip alone to Joshua Tree where I smoked... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I always get them mixed up. Uh, what's the hallucinogen? Ayahuasca? No. Uh, salvia? Salvia. Salvia. Uh, I smoked salvia by myself. I fucked with some salvia. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm by yourself, only, salvia. I'm, I'm the only person I think that has never had a negative experience of salvia. I've had nothing but great. Oh, my, my experience wasn't negative. I think I, you guys also know, I don't smoke a lot anyways, so I don't think I smoked it well because I didn't get <laughs> much of a mm. trip off of it. Uh mm, 
the most I had was I thought a mountain was hiding from me. Uh, <laughs> like in the sense of like in the horizon, I had the distinct impression that a mo- mountain like ducked down. <laughs> uh, cool. But then the best thing was when I was out there, I heard a rustling in the bushes and I sat bolt upright. And I distinctly remember hearing that and just saying completely seriously out loud, spirit animal, is that you? <laughs> uh, but that was about the bulk of what happened with that. But like I did that in Joshua Tree. Uh, I also went to, there's this old abandoned amusement park between here and Las Vegas uh, that was like a water park. Yeah. You oh, probably yeah. seen it. Hollabaloo yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. I went there and snuck in and took photos there. Oh, cool. Um, but, uh, fuck improv. Let's all do something else yeah. for a <laughs> <That's good. laughs> Um, what else? I feel like I'm forgetting. One of the things, because I'm bringing this up because we talked beforehand, I ran into you. Oh, yeah. One yeah. of the things you did was reconnect with old friends from college, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, because I went to school at USC, and even though I went to school here in L.A., and a lot of my college friends live here, we've all, for the most part, a lot of us have taken separate paths, and I don't see a lot of them as much. And so a big thing was I reconnected with them. Again, Going, I think partially going off of that crisis of, like, am I so tied into the improv world that if I lose that, am I going to just have nothing uh, and so I wanted to reconnect with some older friends too, and that's why I ran you because I was I was friends with we weren't like clo- we're much closer now, but I, we were friends, and it was Evan Gausted's birthday party. Yes, at a bar yes. that one Hollywood Billiards when it yeah. was still open. And the look on your face when you ran to me was like because you could tell that you were like what the because I knew Evan through other people, right? I like do through in front of a friend, yeah. and you were so weird. Not you were fine, but it was like you looked at me like I like killed your sister. And you, <laughs> And you like knew it was me, but I didn't know you knew, you know. Like, uh-huh. and I was like, man, that was weird. And you kind of like hustled off and talked at a different part of the party. And I left soon after. And then that's when I remembered. I was like, oh yeah, he's like on his like walkabout or whatever. You're doing. <laughs> oh, and I was like, and I'd like jarge you. And like we yeah. weren't close enough where I feel like it was a huge thing. So it's so peripheral for you yeah. probably at the time. I, I now that <laughs> wow. you say that, I do yeah. remember that, and I think you're right. I don't think I was. I don't think I was thinking that it was a huge deal to you. Or, like, not that it was a huge deal, but that, like, you would have specifically remembered it so much. I just remember because wow. after the fact, I was like, oh, that's why Claire's being weird. Because, like, he was actively trying to avoid UCB right, people. Right, Went to a party thinking probably no chance yeah. anybody's going to be here. Nope, that's exactly and, what happened. And, there, wow. and then I was just there. Uh, yeah, so thanks for fucking up my sabbatical. Yeah, so I saw you. <laughs> I saw you in sabbatical. Every goddamn party. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it's yeah. It's impossible sometimes. Um, and then... After that month of uh, doing all that stuff, reconnecting with those people, I came back in a way that was <laughs> cool. This, not, is my fa- this is one of my favorite parts of this story. Uh, and I'll intro this. It actually relates to the tape thing, too. Um, I, in not having a ton of social content, I think maybe I got a little manic uh, and, like, excited. And also there was a part excited. of me, Or, no, excited in the sense that, like, there was such a feeling of like all right i'm refreshed i'm coming back uh and most of my friends know i like i'm a big into like games puzzles uh that sort of thing and that big chain of people that i was saying i sent the email to when i came back i had this elaborate way that i sort of like announced i was back which i used the tape art thing and left some messages in front of some of those people's apartments 
uh, on the sidewalk. By the way, reference. Go ahead. Referencing uh, a a bit that we had on that chain. That, if I remember correctly, I think it like they all happened to like create clues that then yeah. like revealed. Like the, yeah, there. there wasn't one solid clue. It was, it was nonsense and multiple people's yeah. Like, like you relied front on people doors, like, and then you had to combine yeah, them. Yeah. And you relied on collaboration, like people being yes. like, "This weird thing happened to me." Me too. Does it mean anything? Oh, it, boy. it's like <laughs> such an example of me being so wrapped up in my like crisis and like like doing my sabbatical thing that like vi- like in looking back on it, it's like you idiot. Why did you think people were going to be so wrapped up about when you come back that they were going to, like, do this weird puzzle thing together? Uh, I, I remember we started piecing together the clues a little bit, and we're like, well, who knows? You yeah. just gave up. Did you and get a clue? Uh, I don't think there was one at my place. But I remember, I remember like, we were like, well, who knows? Like, like, everyone gave up. And then we got a meager email from Clay, which was like, meet me at this bar <laughs> for drinks. Uh, oh yeah, that's and right. you were like a little bummed. We're like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. Uh, when I back. said earlier that uh, aspects of this story in retrospect are a little embarrassing and crazy sounding, uh, that that is, I think, the biggest one. <laughs> that little clue game. Um, <laughs> but then you're back. Did what you learn? What I learn? Uh, a month isn't a long time. <laughs> I, a month is not a long time. Uh, that I'm gonna be okay. Uh, <laughs> that if you stop taking friends' calls when they're worried about you, you will have a lot of lunches with people when you get back where you have to apologize profusely. <laughs> um, not a lot. There was like, uh, I think most people kind of took it in stride and I think washed their hands a little bit about it over it. Like in, sen- in the sense of like, you know what? If you feel like you got to do it, great. Do what you got to do. But then there were a few people who I think felt a little hurt that I would like, cut them off so easily uh-huh. uh and yeah there were a couple of people who were upset with me and it's one of those weird things where in retrospect i do feel bad and I, I am sorry i did it and i recognize how crazy it was but it's you ever have one of those weird things where like in retrospect outside of yourself you know something you did was crazy but you also know that in your head at the time it was so clear that like oh mm-hmm. i have to do this that it's hard to be completely remorseful. Uh Mm -hmm. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds terrible, but like, yeah, it's this weird thing where it's like, but at the time, that's what I needed. I I at least felt like I needed to do. Yeah. Um, I think the difference between like your 20s and your 30s is I think I have those things sometimes. Not like I've never taken a month's sabbatical. mm -hmm. But when uh, if I'm upset about something or if there's something that I'm going through, usually I just don't tell anybody (laughs) you know i keep and i'm not like i don't tell anybody but i definitely don't do something as grandiose as like i'm leaving for a month don't worry about me i'm not saying that's what that was like i don't know i I didn't think it was that weird thing yeah i I feel like you're right because like that seems insane yeah, and you're th- if I did it now, people no would be judgment. Like, oh. Yeah, like- no, no. Hey, guys, listen. You don't have to say like no du- judgment or anything because I judge myself slightly. Yeah. But still, but uh, yeah, per- yeah, perspective. Like we're on our thirties yeah. now because I think in your twenties that's the type of thing you can do. And then your friends in your twenties, everyone's like, cool. They're like, yeah. about doing that now, it's just like, what the? F- yeah, yeah. <laughs> like be a, a human adult that <laughs> like that, yeah. like accepts help and stuff. Yeah. Accept help. Deal with your problems. <laughs> yeah, ha- live an emotionally rich life. <laughs> 
at this, Craig. One of those damn vandals got a hold of our storefront again. Look, look at this. Look at this. There's posters everywhere here. Oh, our, st- our it says store. Lost dog. It says here. This guy's selling guitar lessons. Oh, guitar. He's got little. You can cut little tabs and everything. I can't stand it. When this vandalism has got to stop. Yeah. Well, let's take care of it. All right. I'll get the paint. Uh, paint. What are you talking about? Paint. Paint right over it. How else okay. we get rid of it? Well, I was just going to smash the windows out. <laughs> but you know what? Hell, that's a better idea, Phil. Let's yeah. smash windows out, board it up, and get to just get out of Dodge. <laughs> All right. This business is ruined. Well, I was going to hope. What? I was going to try to keep the business going. Mm. It's All gone. Right. You know what? I guess you're right. Because this gosh darn part of town has gone to hell. Yeah. And, and I'm sick of these posters. posters. If people are losing their dogs in this part of town... We got no business being here. If no, if only Randy can play guitar in this part of town, then I want out. Yeah. All right. If, uh, we don't need the paint. Uh, I'll just take this axe. Yeah. Good smashing. Thank you. Great. All right. Oh crap! We got all this merchandise in here. Oh man. Mm. All these comics. Uh. Well, take the mm. ones you like. Take all the right. ones you like. I'll take Supergirl. And Archie, and Archie meets Supergirl. Oh, come on, hands off. <laughs> okay, fine, you can have Archie meets Supergirl. That's only fair if you get one of... That's true, I, I can make them meet, I can put the covers together and yeah, pretend that they're we meeting. Go. We follow these guys as they pack their, <laughs> they load the comics into the back of their car, uh, and they, they notice that there's a flyer stuck on the windshield of their car. So, are you kidding me? What? So... Who the heck is trying to sell a car wash in this city? Oh, they t- oh now they're saying my car n- needs to be washed. You know what needs to be washed? This dang flyer off my dang car. Well, good luck, because it ain't coming off once it's on. Here, tell you what. We'll get in the car. We'll drive it over to McKinley Ridge, and we'll shove it off. Get river for good. All right. Here, put on this fake mustache. I'll put on this hat and beard. I don't want anybody to see us. I don't want anybody to see us driving this hunk of junk down Wait a the... sec. Hmm? Did you just put that beard on your face? What? You put that beard on your face? Yeah. Put on your mustache. I ain't putting that on here. Your face is all ruined now, friend. <laughs> what? You put something on your face? You gotta be kidding me. I'm sorry. Oh, look, I'm I looking in the rear of the side view. No. <laughs> I'm gonna have to this strap is terrible. You. I'm gonna have to strap you in the car and shove you off McKinley Ridge with it. Oh, God. You if only def- I could sh- save my feet and my hands. But my face is... <laughs> you defaced your face, friend. I, dang it. Dang it. Dang it. All right. We cut to the <laughs> McKinley Cliff. Ridge. McKinley Ridge. These two knuckleheads are there. They've pushed the car the whole way. <laughs> All right. I guess I'll get in it. Yeah. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you too, friend. <sighs> Uh, hey, yeah. Tell my wife and my three kids uh, that I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, here, actually, uh, give them this note. No, sir. <laughs> Come on, please. You done put pen to paper. You deface <laughs> that piece of paper, and I ain't gonna be party to it. Just take it. Take. Give them the note. No, you give me a blank piece of paper. I'll ha- gladly deliver it. <laughs> But you ruined that piece of paper just like our store, your face, and the car were ruined. 
and I'm not going to be party to this anymore. We cut to the front door of that first knucklehead's house. The second knucklehead's there with the blank piece of paper. <laughs> Bing bong. Hello? Hey, Sandra. Oh, hey. I got good news and I got bad news. Oh, where? The good news is this piece, blank piece of paper. And I'm this sure now you've figured out the bad news. No. Yeah, McKinley Ridge. McKinley Ridge. Yeah. Oh my God. Bing bong. You need... <laughs> I have another doorbell in the back All of right. the door of the house. I'll stand here, I guess. Okay. She runs to the back door of the house. <laughs> yes. Trick or treat. Okay. Um. Kill him. <laughs> Kill that kid. Look what he's done to himself. <laughs> Hey, uh, guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming to brunch with me. Uh, where were you last night? I had my birthday party. Uh, you guys weren't there. Well, I didn't know if I, I don't know if I got an invite. Oh, didn't that. you look outside your window? There were a bunch of clues. What? Huh? Didn't you look at your window in front of your house? Did you? Uh, I mean, I, those pieces of tape? Each of our houses? Yeah, each of your houses should have had some pieces of tape in your driveway and your yard. Like, are we talking big pieces of tape? Yeah, they were very big, and they were blue. I thought that was garbage. Yeah. No, it was a clue to my... It was very clear. From from what I remember, there was just a big X. Yeah. Oh, there was a... In front of mine, there was kind of like a squiggly pattern. Right. So that's a little more intentional there. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I thought maybe, like, they were doing road work or something. Like Squiggly pattern X! Um, um, uh, well, keyboard stuff. What? Uh, both those things are on a keyboard. What about you, Mark? Mm, I figured it out. Yeah. What was yours? Uh, it was a a trap. <laughs> what? Your your clue to Mark was just to set out a bear trap and get him. Yeah. Jesus, because we're on his me- fucking foot right now. <laughs> Because we're meeting at Bigfoot Lodge yeah. for my birthday. Wait, what did the squiggly line have to do with that then? You were supposed to get your clues together. Because it was approximately at 10 o'clock. The X was Roman numeral for oh, 10. And he has the biggest feet. Yeah. Yes. You're in a great spirits, by the way, Randy. Wait, I'm, I'm still confused. So I get the trap with Bigfoot Lodge. I get the X for 10 o'clock. I still am missing the squiggly line. Approximately 10 o'clock. You know, oh, I wasn't gonna be there right at ten because like a tilde, yeah, tilde, yeah. All right, to me it looked much. Well, more like we're that. not friends anymore because that was a clear invitation. That's what I'm saying. So did you go? Did you just figure out? You just chose not to go? Yeah, I'm on sabbatical. <laughs> Welcome me back. I didn't notice you. Were I didn't. Yeah, no. yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I've been gone for a while. How long was your sabbatical? Uh, four months. Four months. Yeah, I was gone. You guys, guy, I thought you guys were just respecting my wishes and not contacted me. <laughs> no, uh, man. I, honestly, no, guy, I, I just sorry, didn't. Yeah. I didn't have a reason to text or call you for four months. Yeah, I talked to your wife a lot. <laughs> Excuse me. I talked to your wife a lot. You talked to my wife. Yeah. About she, about how lonely she was. And you told her I was on sabbatical. No, I said I, he must be emotionally distant right now. 
You should wrap Nobody. up that foot. It is like it's a yeah, that's a gangrenous. wound. You yeah. haven't even tried to pry that trap open. This is my welcome back party, and then brunch. And he said it was no, urgent. This, this was my stopping you guys from being my friend brunch. I called this brunch. You didn't call this a brunch. You invited us to brunch to stop being friends with us. Yes, because you didn't come to my party. I thought this was my surprise birthday. <laughs> oh my god, is it your birthday? Well, it's in a couple of weeks, but you know, to really surprise me, I thought you thought that we were preempting it. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's not. You know, I always drop hints that I want a surprise party. Yeah, Happy. <laughs> okay. What's that? <laughs> I, every year on my birthday, I have to start my own birthday song. Yeah, it's sort of a tradition now, so yeah. people don't try to start it. Well, so this wasn't for me, huh? No, this no. Was my birthday party. And not for me. No. It's for me. <laughs> but yours is a bad occasion. You don't yeah. want to be friends with us yeah. anymore. All because you trapped your good friend Randy in a bear trap. I didn't mean for him to step in it. I bet it put a sign that said, don't step in it. I disregarded the sign. <laughs> Did Come you think on. the sign was a trick? Yeah, I thought that was part of the... the I thought that, that was the trick. Like it was a double negative of a trap? Yeah, like when you send your friends an email that says, don't contact, don't try and contact me, but you want them to contact you, and nobody... I've never gotten an email like that. What? I tr- Yeah, you go right to the spam folder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? You send so many emails. Yeah. Every... You guys got me going to spam? Yeah, every single thing Bernie Honestly, says is a meme, and you send it. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have to do it. Gmail just took care of it from the volume alone. Gmail yeah. sees me as spam? Yeah. Yeah, it officially marks you as not important with that little thing on the side. What? Yeah. I'm yeah. hanging out with... I don't, I don't belong in spam. I belong in primary. Clay, why are you wearing that graduation cap, by the way? <laughs> yeah. Kind of figured that you guys could make it to the ceremony so this brunch was to congratulate me afterward oh my gosh you You graduated like four years ago right no i started college four years ago (laughs) i graduated i graduated today the ceremony was right before he this where weren't you with your mom and dad and stuff i thought you got my email that they passed away Mm, I thought that was a bit. I thought that was a joke. That's why I responded with, like... You thought I made a bit. Yeah. (laughs) You thought I made a bit about my parents passing away? Yeah, I mean, what are the chances of both of your parents dying in the same carbon monoxide poisoning situation? Pretty good. Pretty good. That's terrible. I don't think I got an email. Did you tell me about it? Are you saying you didn't get it just to try and get back at me for putting you in spam? Or did you actually not get it? I don't know. Did you inform me that your parents died or not? Let me take open my netbook. <laughs> Use your phone. Thing is so big. Use your phone. That's that so thing big. is so big. It's bigger than a desktop. Excuse still, me. Oh, uh, a... whatever. There's plenty of room for my netbook and these muffins. Get out <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no one uses that, on. that mouse that's just a red dot anymore. <laughs> a light gray compact laptop is not a netbook. Yeah. It's very convenient. Yeah. Ow. You have to plug it in. Yeah. It's, it's, just here. It's oh god, he's got a landline out. It's literally dude. Don't unplug it. Don't unplug that phone. That's gotta, the restaurant's phone. I gotta hook up my modem. <laughs> plug the phone into my modem. <laughs> god, Randy, you suck. <laughs> it's 
see. Uh, I'd log into my AOL. Oh of my course. God. There's a picture <laughs> of Anna Nicole Smith uh, in a bikini. Oh, it's, God. This is embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, try to cl- don't even, It's not even it's that bad. not even bad. nude. She was in Playboy. Boy, okay. Just gonna. <laughs> yeah, what? Is that what you jerk you off wanna, to? I got one of her topless. I'll print it out. <laughs> Don't put the dog naked on my eggs hollandaise. It's a black and white. Oh my god! Uh, Holes on the side printer. You guys want one? I can make you copies. Oh oh god! Where do you even get the paper for this? It's tough. You got to go to. I know a guy. You get you get black I sent away for it. Paper. <laughs> yeah, you can do mail order for it. You just write those guys. Uh, it's got to cost more to ship than it's worth to buy. If you know another way to order stuff, uh, I'd love to hear it. Amazon, <laughs> the rainforest. What? What's happening? It's See, a- this is exactly why I don't want to be friends with Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing, Claire. Yeah, I'm glad that worked out for you. I do remember that being like a thing where I was a little worried at first, and then I think I think I got the impression you were fine, and then I uh, you got the impression I was fine by not hearing about from me for a month. I think I remember like seeing a post or something you did because although you, I I don't know, I feel like I remember some news, but maybe I was wrong. Maybe it wasn't from you. Maybe it was from somebody else. Anyways, I but I, I do remember when you fine. came back, like uh, being like, "Oh, Clay, Clay did some cool shit." Um, can I ask where the you did that Conan silhouette or a silhouette? The work hard, be kind. Did that fall in before or after? Uh, or? When he left, I think I'm pretty sure he left the Tonight Show after that because that okay. that's when that happened. Like it yeah, was like yeah. the morning after he left the Tonight oh, Show. Oh, okay. Yeah, that has no relevance to my story. No, well, I thought it was nice. (laughs) Thank you. Edit this part out, Josh. (laughs) Uh, Cool. Well, thank you, Clay. Now we'll move on to old Waylon McQueen. Hi. Uh, Waylon has a lot of juicy stories from his scandalous life. Yeah. And he's going to tell us one meaty one now. You're on the spot. Uh, Okay. Um, I don't know. I got a divorce. I guess I'll talk about that. there's nothing scandalous about it because um, it was amicable and I still am friends with her and I talk to her and you guys all have met her or know her. Or I guess, I don't know, Jake, did you meet her? Do you know mm-hmm. her? Yeah. yeah. Um, I went to Vegas with her. You went to Vegas? and Yeah, that's right. Tried her patience terribly. <laughs> that's Tried story. everyone's patience. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Although I was... <laughs> trying to get get even at a blackjack table at 7.30. Yeah, okay, can I tell that story yeah, real quick? Yeah. Uh, so Josh, we go to Vegas, and Josh, like, we were a little late leaving because Josh at the last minute picked up a coaching big... And it wasn't... A, we were, like, an hour late. It wasn't a big deal. But Josh was like, I picked up that last gig, so it was, like, free 60 bucks. So the entire time that we're... Uh, I hate this part. Yeah. The entire time we're driving to Vegas, Josh is like, I'm going to put 60 on black right when I get in there. The first thing I'm going to do is 60 on black. So for like five hours we hear this. And we walk, we sit and we get in our room. And Josh, by that time, like we probably had a few drinks already. And like, it was probably like one in the morning, too. Yeah, it was probably pretty late. And we get to the casino for a little while. And Josh walks right up to a roulette table and takes and gets the 6,000 chips and starts to put on black, hesitates, puts it on red, <laughs> spin the wheel, and of course black comes out. 
would happen. He was so mad. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that was a good stuff. Sorry, an Josh. omen. An o- <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I don't. That's that's a structurally perfect story. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't. I guess I don't have like a specific point of the story other than just kind of. I guess I don't know. This is gonna be interesting, but the there's not like a specific thing, but the thing about it was is that we were college sweethearts i met her my freshman year or it was her freshman year of college too we got engaged my senior year we moved out to la together we got married like two years after we came to la and it's just one of those things where like there's nothing wrong but boy like i don't <laughs> i don't really re- like it, you can only see in retrospect what people mean when they're like don't get married to like it works out for people, but don't because yeah. like you don't know how moving to Los Angeles from Iowa is going to change you, uh-huh. or just change like your. We had plans, and that there's no way they were going to come to fruit. Like you don't like how was I supposed to know it was going to be like to live in L.A. Yeah, and to be an actor. She's not an actor. Um, we were also different in a lot of fundamental ways. Where like she never the reason that I has like Jake because I knew Jake while we were married yeah. but she never wanted to I don't I'm not shit talking her because I like her but she never wanted to go out like she didn't like mm-hmm. to go to parties or to bars or anything so, and then UCB is very social yeah. so I was like there were people that I think when we got a divorce like didn't even know that I was married or assumes that my fiance now is the same person that happened Will McLaughlin uh, I'll call him out thought that <laughs> the same person because like she was so scarce uh, but I guess I'll just talk about. I don't know that this is a good story. Should we start over? So it's all no, different. No, no, um, nothing makes a better. Story I remember than, when. Yeah. I, I remember that. I remember like yeah. part of it being like, "Wow, Wayland is able to make this marriage work and still hang out <laughs> with me and play NBA Jam until <laughs> yeah two thirty in the morning." And that was like every night. Like I would, and the, like I like was this. This wasn't. We were, had an arrangement, but it was like. Five nights a week, I was just, like, out until 2 o'clock, and I had a full-time job for two of those years, and so I'd be, like, go straight from the job, because we lived in the valley, to hang out with uh, somebody, my friends, and or write, or do something, and then stay out till 2, and then see her, and then she had a full-time job, and just, like, not see her for, like, three straight days, and, like, obviously that's going to be, yeah. even if we were, like, all, like, no, this works for us, this is cool, and I'm sure it works for some people, I'm not ragging on that, but it didn't, it wasn't working for us. I don't think it works I, great for anybody, unless they're... Unless they actually, you gotta find some time. Yeah, it depends what they want, like from a marriage. But if you want, like a, I feel like if you want like a real, like close, <laughs> loving relationship, yeah, then like it's hard to do that. Uh, yeah, at the time, I think we were writing together, and I remember there would be times where we were, you know, like figuring out our schedule, and you would kind of be like, "Oh, I can't write this night. Uh, we're like doing something, or we have plans as a couple." And at the time, I remember thinking like. It wasn't a huge deal, but remember thinking like, "Oh, really? Like you don't, you can't like just move it or something." But I didn't realize. Now hearing this, I didn't realize how little time you had to see each other. And but the thing is, it was we had time. I was just not prioritizing her at the same like because I would say like, "Oh, I'm riding with someone else. Mm-hmm. I'm going out this night." Because she right, right. part of it like because I'm engaged now and like the those things come up. It is easier to schedule, but also like. She'll go to a party with my fiance now will go to a party with me or go to a bar, so I still see her in that capacity. Right. So, like, to see my ex, it was like only when we basically, like, we'd go to like a movie or something, but we'd be like at home or like just doing, uh, like, be with just the two of us. Yeah. Uh, so it had to be like so structured like that. But I guess, like, the thing about it was, is like, things started to go like downhill 
things were nice and then we both kind of were going through our own private stuff and then we didn't i'm not going to get too deep into it because i'm not spilling her beans but uh like the thing that the point of the story for me that i took away is that in october of 2012 was the first time we talked about breaking up and we didn't break up until march of 2013 and in retrospect i feel like that was like i get like fighting for a marriage but at the same time it was like man it was over for those five months and it just was like it just kept getting worse like and it was weird because we liked each other there was nothing that like she didn't like cheat on me and i didn't like cheat on her and she didn't like steal money from me or like anything weird it was just like we were starting to resent each other and that was awful is that yeah i'm curious like when you say it was getting worse was it like oh we're like not even talking when we're in the same room or like uh, is it like what kind of yeah like by the like for the last like two months i was sleeping on the couch every night uh mostly just because like not because we were mad because it just like didn't even feel like appropriate to share a bed mm-hmm. yeah like upon both of us and i was like not gonna make her sleep on the couch because i'm like a really stand-up guy but uh uh so but like like i guess like to me like the thing i learned is like if you have those kind of doubts, like it's probably, and we tried to like, even when we broke up, it was like, it was like a break. And I was like, man, there's, there's no such thing as a break. Like either we're together or we're not together, which maybe other people don't have that view. But I was like, I like, it was a weird thing, but the kind of the story is, is that we went on a, we broke up on your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. We broke on my birthday and I went to your birthday party that night for like, an hour whoa i remember yeah. that i remember that and i remember some i think you brought it up and i was like i think i said to you something along the lines of like you don't have to be oh, no it <laughs> yeah. was like it was after it was later yeah I, later you i found out like a few days later and i remember just being like you didn't have to come in <laughs> yeah. no i did uh <laughs> but then what sucked is like we lived together for three weeks i think yeah, like I know people have gone through that before. I have. Yeah, I didn't want to call you out if you didn't want to share it. But yeah, and that was crazy <laughs> weird because like she would go to IKEA with me and like she like helped pick out the bed, and like we were like friends and got along. But just yeah. like this whole time of like I got to get out of here, but wow. I didn't want to because she was. I wanted to stay together. In retrospect, like it really was just about like how more i was more more upset with how like the process of what it would mean to break up yeah like of having to move my stuff out and divide oh, our stuff baby. and file for a divorce and find a place to live like that seemed to yeah. like call my parents and, st- and then when i really thought about it, i was like no like the right thing to do is for us to break up but i was too chicken we were both too chicken to say anything that's why it went for five months right um when you broke up did you have a i don't mean to interrupt if you had a thought but when you when i had my breakup which I wasn't married, but I was definitely t- together for a while. Like I was so relieved. Like for the, the moment I got into my new place, I uh, was like, I was like, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like all that work. I'm, I'm saying, like you were saying, like it was a ton of work to like, um, you know, the relief. There was out. the relief to like not have to put up with that constant shitty stress all the time. Yeah, to be home. Like when I was at home, and like. To direct so much negative energy towards someone I like, I liked. Yeah. I, yes. Yeah. Like that was trying to be like I have nothing against this person. Like I just know I shouldn't be in this situation with them anymore, and I can't yeah. figure out how to get out of it, or I'm not strong enough or brave enough to get out of mm-hmm. it. 
And like basically like it was weird because I started dating my current fiance like shortly after we broke up, but part of it was because that relationship died in October. Yeah. Yeah. And so in my mind I was like I, I was done that whole time. Yeah. So I like all of my more like I didn't like cry when we broke up like I was a little just like weirded out because like my dog and I had to be in a new house and like things like that for the and I was single for the first time in 10 years. But it was uh Cue, cue the dog. <laughs> uh, um, but it was like, I guess, I don't know if it was released so much, but it was just like, I knew I made the right, I, th- I knew that the right thing was happening. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, everything was fine. This is the part kind of that was the, cra- this is where, it- so when we broke up, I was I knew it was right, but we had an idea of like, and we kind of told our parents this just to ease the blow of like, this is just like, we're going to, because it was March or beginning of April, and we were like, we're just going to see where we're at in September. Even though in my mind I was like, we're broken up. But like that was kind of just like the line we were holding to make us feel better. And so we were still hanging out. I was going over to her house like twice a week to do laundry or like she'd watch the dog. a lot of laundry. Or I don't know. (laughs) But it seemed like I was over there a lot. Like after we broke up and we were talking like all the time still. And one time I was over there and I was just like, she rearranged the house. Because she stayed at the apartment we lived and she rearranged some stuff. And I just started opening drawers like absentmindedly because it was like, they're mine too, you know, because she kept like most of the furniture. And I saw her diary, which I didn't know she had. And she used to have one when we first started dating. And she let me read it all the time. So I was like, oh, I'll just open it and read it just to see what she said about us breaking up. And that was a big mistake because she said <laughs> some really private stuff in there that I'm not going to share. Yeah. But some stuff that, like, if I were to find out when we were together, I was mad. Like, I was so mad at her. And, like, I texted her and I was like, what the hell? And I, sorry, I can't go to specifics, so I'm not going to do yeah. that. But I was very mad about some of the stuff she was saying. And, like, there was some stuff, like, she, was, she wasn't doing anything, like, bad, but she, there were things that I didn't know. She, just, like, the fa- she had, like, friends I didn't know existed, uh-huh. like, was part of it. And it was not nothing worse than that, but it was just like, oh, man, I was w- with this person for 10 years and she had, like, secret friends. And so... I was mad, and we got in a big fight, and then obviously she immediately was like, wait, you read my diary? And I was like, fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did. And, like, that was the nail in the coffin, though. Like, after we kind of got through that, and then we had, like, our first talk after that where we kind of forgave each other. I remember that. Like, that was, yeah, that was the moment where I was like, okay, like, it is over. Like, and that was, like, the move on moment. And that, I think, was more the moment where I was like, okay, like, I, I've let this go now. Like, think, I mean, there was still some stuff that we had to deal with down the line, but like, that was the mm-hmm. moment where it was like over. But it was a very stupid thing for me to do. But I kind of don't regret it because I feel like it would have been weird. Like, I, like it gave like a closure mm-hmm. yeah. that we needed. We needed like it was like uh-huh. the final nail in the coffin that we didn't. Again, like even though I moved out and we broke up, we still didn't have that last thing to be like it's definitely over because it was still like we'll see what it's like in September. And I yeah. feel like that was. Wow. That was it. And then I started dating Katie, my current fiance. And <laughs> yeah. That really ended I prefer it. <laughs> to think all of my exes are just thinking about me and <laughs> yeah. fawning over and getting yeah. back together. Uh, but uh, I guess that's like my little divorce story. Or yeah. Is that enough? Is that mm-hmm. good? I think enough? so. Good. Yeah. A little bit. I'm trying to ask what, I, it's weird for me to want to ask questions here because I know most of this. Yeah. Josh was yeah. like, Josh and I knew all you guys then, but I feel like, Josh, you were. I leaned on you quite a bit during that, which was great. Thanks. And then later on, that <laughs> later on, I went through a very similar thing. Yeah, and just I didn't would, put a ring on I it. Would not talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Tell Me Stories podcast. 
Hey, uh, happy anniversary. Yeah. I got you uh, uh, some coupons. Uh, these are for... You got me some coupons? <laughs> yeah, they're for Albertsons. <laughs> Take it. You didn't... Happy anniversary. You didn't... Get You're your always coupons. saying that grocery shopping is... Uh, hard is hard and it's a pain yeah. in your ass. So take it's the really hard. You have to make a list. You have to know what you have in the house and I what you need. But I don't want coupons. If you want to get something related to that, maybe like a I don't know a coupon holder or something. A case for a coupon holder. I don't know, but it would be more thoughtful than but what the fuck are all these little boxes you collect over here? Those are recipe holders. Those are <laughs> okay. What is well, I'm sorry I fucked up the anniversary. You don't seem that sorry. Like, do you want to be here right now? Yeah, this is where I sleep. I sleep in that doggy bed right over there under the computer desk. This is home to me, right? I'm very, uh, you know, sometimes we fight, but I am very comfortable here, and I do not want to... I don't think... I don't want to rock the boat. Listen, I keep bringing this up on an almost weekly basis... Feel like we should break up. I don't think we should. It's going to be so much work. We're going to have to find a new place. I am comfortable in that doggy bed under the computer desk. Really? Yeah, it's really? nice. I I put my laptop down there. I can watch Netflix and snooze. I like it. Your standard of a good life has lowered so far. What so are you good. complaining about? You get the queen bed. Yeah. You get the bed that we bought many years ago. And you could have a bed too. Oh. I'm comfortable here. I'm happy here. You're happy. Yeah-ish. I'm happy enough. Oh, Have you looked at... I just, I feel like, what are you getting out of staying in this relationship? Other than, I, okay, you're happy, you're comfortable right now, but you could have your own apartment, your what own are we bed. Get, are you kidding me? What are we getting out of this relationship? You're really going to say that to me? You're, we've been together for, you, what, eight years now? And you're going to say, what are we getting out of this relationship? At this uh, point, really, what are we getting out of this? Well, that is hurtful. I'm getting a Hulu subscription. <laughs> it's like... That's Hulu eight, Plus, baby. No, it's like eight. You get my Netflix, I get your Hulu. That's a nice arrangement. I mean, a lot of the shows are on both of them. <laughs> it's Well, that's Hulu's fault. Maybe you should huh, get on over to Amazon Prime. Or... I feel like with Amazon Prime and Netflix, it's even bigger. Are we going to do this shit again? (laughs) (laughs) Ah! You're clearly unhappy. I am not unhappy. You're yelling. You're yelling right now. Well, I'm sick of the fight. Hold on. I got to answer the rotary. (laughs) Hello. Hey, Taylor. What's up, dude? You want to come hang out? Uh, Yeah, I do. (laughs) Cool. Come hang out. Can Can you come right now? Are you doing anything? Um, I think I can come right Is that now. Jordan? Hmm? Is that Jordan? Yes, it's Jordan. What's up? It's our anniversary, right? <sighs> yeah. You know what? Just go. It'll be the happiest you've been in weeks, I feel like. Okay. Well, Jordan, what's up? What do you want to do, man? Uh, I was thinking, man, I got all these great coupons, and I was thinking we can go use them. They're for Albertsons. Dude, Ixnay on the coupons, K. What? Can't join you this week, pal. Gave them to my lady love. You gave the coupons. To- oh, come on, really? You gave the coupons to Megan, man. Did you stop raising your voice to me? Wow, you know what? I, I'm done with this friendship. All Are right, you I'm unhappy me? in this friendship. And when it's time to go, it's time to go. 
Uh, so I'll see you later, Taylor. Hey, give me back my truck at least. Uh, see ya. <laughs> Great. Now I lost a friend. You found it that easy to break up with your friend. I didn't and want to. He hung up. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, what? What? I was going through your diary, and you have me listed as 5'9". I'm 5'11". You, <laughs> you went through my diary? You are claiming that I'm shorter than I am. You went through my diary and encyclopedia of the heights of everybody I know? Yeah. What's... How could you violate me like that? How could you violate me like that? What if somebody reads that and they think I'm some short guy? Well, the whole idea of it is that nobody reads it. It's just for me. Oh, you are way out of line. Senators, this is just a reminder that we'll resume session in three minutes. Reminder, Senators, that we'll resume session in three minutes. Motion to uh, postpone that uh, adjournment. Uh, We're not in session, so no reason to follow Robert's rules of order. (laughs) But no, it'll it'll start in three minutes. Hey, hey, hey. Oh yeah, my God. <laughs> that's me hitting you in the ribs. <laughs> yeah, I got up my hands in your diary, and I didn't like anything that I found in it. Okay. You said I was four eleven. I'm five two. Okay. Oh, hey, come on. Look. You said I was a hundred and five pounds. I'm a hundred and fifteen. Really? You're a hundred and fifteen. Yeah. Packing it on a little. What? <laughs> You're feeling the punches. You know how muscular I am. Listen, I don't know. That diary is one of the juiciest things we got on this Senate floor. Uh, Senators, I- this is just a quick reminder that when we do begin this session, we will be discussing the allocation of funds to help relief and aid to the Ecuadorian people. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, I- by the way, hey, Speaker. Uh, well, Senate pro temp because this is the Senate. Yeah, but you're speaking, so okay. you're speaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how how, uh, how hot do you think your wife is on a scale of one to ten? Oh well, that's easy. Yeah, seven and a half. Well, oh, guess who called her an eight and a half in his uh, diary? Uh, what? I would like to. Who? I would like to motion that we the, the senator close from the Wyoming. On this. The senator from Wyoming. You, you know she's a seven and a half. How dare you say she's an eight and a half? Well, she's a uh, solid she's seven. And if and she a half. thinks she's an eight and a half, she's going to leave me. She <laughs> seems like she's an attractive woman. I, I would again. I would just like to put up a motion to uh, adjourn this conversation. You can't. To- you don't have that power, Senator Junior Senator for Wyoming. My wife is a seven and a half, seven point seven five on a good day. And if you'd say she's an eight point five, I am in trouble. <laughs> well, I wrote down that in my own personal diary that she was. In eight and a half, uh, not supposed to be seen by anybody else. Also, in my diary, I'd just like to point out that I am not a junior senator. I am a full senator. Okay, junior just means you're the least, the senior senator is the senator from Wyoming that has served the longest. Uh Uh-huh. And you have not served the longest, uh-huh. so you are a junior senator. Right, but in my diary, no. I have not served the longest Okay, you know what? Time. Let uh, me see that diary. <laughs> Where's my wife? <laughs> Don't look at Appendix C. What, you just what is you, this? You idiot. What is this? Well, you say that my wife is an American doll? Yeah. <laughs> The classification goes Object. Uh, 10 to 1 to American Okay, we're going to go ahead and start session. We're going to table the relief to the Ecuadorian people, and we're going to 
concentrate on the senator from Wyoming's diary. What's this? Should we line up in order of tallness? Ah, you Uh, sons of bitches. I've got a way to make that much easier and quicker. (laughs) Okay. All right, Rhode Island goes first. (laughs) Bullshit! How ironic. Happy birthday, Waylon. I just wanted to come out to your party. Say happy birthday. Hey, man, are you you okay? Uh, No. My, uh... Wife and I broke up. Wife oh. and you? My wife and I. Oh. You, your wife and you broke. Oh man! Uh, tonight. You just before this party? Yeah. It is so like you. Yeah. I mean, it's. It is so like you. It's my thirty-first. Uh, I know. So I came out. I'm here. Just, no, I'm not talking just, about your birth. Your fucking birthday. What? I don't care about... Um, happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday, you. sorry. What are you talking about? It's so like him to steal my thunder, because you... You steal my thunder, because I'm 30... It's my 31st birthday. Oh, 31. Big whoop. It is a big Call whoop. Call me in nine years when it means something. What's your thunder? Yeah. Hmm? What's your, your thunder? thunder? My thunder is that my parents died in that plane crash that's on the news right there on that TV. <laughs> oh, oh, great. So your parents died in my 31st birthday. You know how long I've been looking forward to my 31st birthday? I would guess. I'm not. I was gonna say 25 years, but even when you were, yeah, no, six, you're you exactly were, right. Really? When I was six year old, I said when I turn 31, it's gonna be the best birthday I'll ever have, and that's why we have an elephant. Again, and trampoline. Hey guys, sorry I'm late. Okay, what is it, Aaron? <laughs> you're you're crying on my birthday. I'm not crying. The elephant is gonna get spooked. What is it? I'm not crying. Yes, you are. <laughs> Oh, you got an elephant. <laughs> yeah, because it's my 31st birthday. Which side of the elephant did that come out? <laughs> oh. What, Aaron? What? What I'm are trying you to figure crying out what about? <laughs> elephants making some <laughs> interesting... You know, elephants. you should be sadder about your parents dying and not figuring out if an Aaron Well, here I am trying to enjoy an elephant for one <laughs> yeah. second of the day, you're and now you're about to figure oh, out Oh, I'm not what? crying enough? Yeah, you're Maybe I'm shocked. Enough. You're shocked. Well, don't... If I my parents died in a plane crash, which they did yesterday... Then uh, I wouldn't be talking is. about an elephant. Cut to the board. <laughs> uh, Mr. Uh, Simpson, if we could just get you to focus up here and identify. I'm going to pull back this. Check it out, though. <laughs> the, it had like a hat on it. <laughs> what end of the elephant is that? I couldn't tell you. I was, I was, they told me it was an elephant. I kissed its trunk. <laughs> I think I large tail or a (laughs) tiny trunk. (laughs) They told me tiny trunk. (laughs) Anyway, it's a pretty cool elephant. Um, It's actually uh, one of those African elephants. Uh, You could have ridden it, but uh, the building was too small, as you can tell. It was part of the whole thing if they got it in this into birds. (laughs) But That's, that's. yeah, that's interesting. I just need you to identify these bodies. What is wrong with you? How come you're so f- flummoxed? Well, uh, going through a little bit of a breakup. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's the care to share? Oh. Um, my, uh, 
taking a taking a break from my taking you know cutting out cutting out some stuff in life taking a break sabbatical uh, sorting out these bodies the board. Right, hey, wait on. a minute. What are you doing down here? Huh? You're not a mortician. What? Get out of here, huh? Uh, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> oh, there's a flyer in my car. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> hey, why are you putting gas on the outside of your car? Some fucking vagrants defaced it. What's this town coming to? <laughs> The whole block starts on fire. We cut inside of uh, the the dining room window of one house. I'm not moving. I'm not moving. I don't want to move. Really? Oh, oh, stop dropping what? Oh, oh, the fire department's outside. I'm I'm fine here. On fire. I am desperately. Desperately trying to get through this season of Narcos uh, under this computer chip. Okay, well, Ding dong! Oh, what? Back okay, door. Check the doorknob. <laughs> back door. Oh, Ding God, dong! The back door. I'll run back there. Hello. Um, shouldn't you guys be at my brunch right now? What? My brunch? Can't you see what the fire spells out? That's a huge it's, fire. It's, it's like fire. engulfing. It spells out, come to brunch, 10.30 a.m., squirrel. That's our show. Thank you so much for being on Wayland and Clay uh, combined with Jake and Josh. That makes putty. <laughs> you can catch uh, us the first and third Thursdays of every month at the Clubhouse Theater. We host our show Shapeshift Improv where people do all sorts of different weird forms, uh, which we didn't honor at all today. <laughs> we just did this one. Uh, Wayland, what do you got to plug? Nothing. Uh, I Every once in a while, post to Twitter at Wayland Extreme. Boy, if you dig back a few years, you're in for some real chestnuts there. Oh, yeah. If you guys want some great puns, uh, some witty observations about society from around the time that I was... My last... (laughs) The last week before we broke up was something about, like, if my wife ever divorces me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah, I don't know. That's I don't I don't have anything. Did else you know really that like. at one point I had I was I had gone way up the ladder at T when I was working for Conan of doing a whole video of celebrities asking you to get your Twitter account shut down? <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you that? Yeah, you no, you because I I, ha- I had a bit where I hated Wayland's Twitter account for the longest time, and I wanted to do a campaign just to get Wayland to shut it down. <laughs> it's great, but everyone, yeah, my boss vetoed it. Um, as he did he, most of my ideas, he probably read it and was like, "No, that has to." That's stay. a great, yeah. yeah. It's Wayland Extreme because I'm so extreme. And which specific yeah. time period of your Twitter X are you plugging? <laughs> uh, you know, like depends what you like, but like 2011 to 2013 is pretty solid. Lately, I feel like I've done pretty well. I'm sort of a hipster for Wayland's Twitter account. I I hated it way back. Then. Yeah, you hated it before all of anyone else does. Uh, Clay, you got some videos coming out, maybe? Right? Uh, some videos at uh, youtubecom comedy. I'm also I host a show on Twitch called Aristocrats. That's comedians playing D and D. Oh, that's right. Uh, a lot of them for the first time. Um, that's been going for a while. You can watch that every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on twitchtv play. Uh, and you can watch archived episodes at youtube.com slash jashplay. 
Jash, J-A-S-H. J-A-S-H-P-L-A-Y. And how a lot of my high school friends pronounce my name. Jake? Uh, you can catch me at We're Gross the third Thursday at UCB at 9.30. We're Gross with Gilly Nassim. And uh, I'm on Twitter at Wake Up With Jacob. Great. I'm at Mr. Josh Simpson on Twitter. You can follow the Meat Improv on Facebook. Um, if you have a meaty story, uh, you can email us at themeatimprov at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to have old Jake and I come teach a workshop and do a show for your lucky local town, we'd love to do that for you, too. Uh, leave a nice rating and review. That's always nice. Uh, that's pretty much all I got, I think. Yeah. Uh, thanks to State Bird for doing our music. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week on The Meat Improv. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.